Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking out everything in District 3, week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined as always by Logan Green wearing his finest Carolina Panthers hoodie today. Logan, what's going on? Yeah, look, Brandon, who would have thought it? Went out and they're in the playoffs. Like, they're right there. Isn't that great? And it's very possible. This this doesn't need to be a Carolina Panthers podcast, but man, it's very winnable the rest of the year. We're going to the playoffs. So you heard it here first. Panthers hosting a first-round home game in the playoffs. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I Real quick, just on the NFL, uh, I've had a hard time watching this year just because I feel like the, the quality – of the product is, is watered down. There's a lot of really bad teams out there. Um, and it's just, it's hard to watch for me personally. I don't know if yeah. you felt No, I feel way. like there's just not a team that is like dominant, right? The Eagles are pretty good, right? Obviously the chiefs are, are great. Um, I just feel like there's just a lot of muck. It's did, did you, did you see Fox at all their pregame on Sunday? They did no. this skit. They call it Sacks in the City, right? And it's it's these four ladies from the NFC East all gossiping about, you know, being – it's really funny. Look it up. But then, you know, she goes, at least we're not the NFC South. And they – you know, they're all prim and proper, and it jumps over to the NFC South, and this Panthers guy stands up and he goes, give me more biscuits. <laughs> and uh, and it, it and there's a Falcons girl. She's like – got no teeth. It's, what are y'all looking at? It, 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 it's hilarious. It's, it's great. Um, but anyways, yes, it's somebody's going to win the NFC South and it's going to be ugly, but somebody's going to win it and they're going to host a home game. So why not yeah. us? And I just, I feel like it's too spread. Our Thursday night football, Saturday, triple headers yeah. coming up, uh, London games, Germany games, Monday night football. Like I just, I don't know the time anymore for all that. There is so, a lot. Yeah. I think I, I used to watch it all. And now it's, I watch the Panthers and then I track my fantasy team as yeah. they're going. So that's, that's about, it's about it, but they did beat Seattle, which is great. It's always good living <laughs> in this area of the world to beat, the Broncos and the Seahawks yeah, um, in back-to-back games. So I will take that every day of the week. So it's not – it could be worse. It could be <laughs> yeah. worse. So. For sure, for sure. Anyways, well, if you want, if you yeah. if you want to see Logan's uh, Carolina Panthers hoodie, you can watch the video version of this podcast at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. And if you're watching on YouTube – could could you I'm going to I'm going to shamelessly beg here. Could could you subscribe to our channel? That will help our analytics. We're trying to get to a thousand. That's the goal that I've said is I want a thousand subscribers to our YouTube channel. We're we're at like 600 something right now. So we're not that far away. Uh, we're, we're over halfway there. But that's a big number for us that will help us uh, in the YouTube algorithms as well. Um, so if you are watching this on YouTube, just please subscribe to our channel. It's a little bell icon. You click that and then you'll be notified every time, you know, we post a new episode of the treasure Valley prep cast, or we go live with one of our wrestling podcasts or one of our preview shows. So right. it takes two seconds. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, and if you're watching this on Facebook, hit that like button too, because that helps us in the social media algorithms as well. Yeah. So if you, if you want to support Idaho sports um, in a non-financial way, that's a great way to do it cost you nothing does nothing just just click it and help us out if you 
if you don't hate us, right? Um, right. Just, uh, if, if you don't, out. if you don't subscribe or or like it, then we will assume you hate us. So yeah, we will. <laughs> That's it. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. Right. Uh, you can also listen to the, to this uh, podcast audio version uh, at our website, IdahoSports.com. Uh, across the top of the homepage, you'll see uh, a tab that says Prepcasts. From there, there's a little drop-down menu. You can click on the Treasure Valley Prepcast. There's a little embedded player on the page there that you can uh, listen to it there, or wherever you download your podcasts: Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple. Uh, I have an Android phone, so the the premier uh, podcast app for Androids is called Podcast Addict. That's what I use personally every week. So uh, wherever you download your podcasts, you can get the Treasure Valley Prepcast there as well. And, and if you're listening to it, hit subscribe as well. Then you don't have to search it out every week. Whenever we publish a new episode, it automatically gets downloaded for you. And that's one less thing you've got to worry about. So, all right. Let's get into what we saw last week. You know, uh, we do this every week. We kind of hit on a couple of big stories. Uh, we're not going to be able to get to every team and every player every week because there's so many teams in the Treasure Valley, right? 5A all the way down to 1A, D2. So we're going to kind of, um, you know, highlight the most noteworthy things that we saw. And if you're uh, watching or listening and there's a team or an athlete or a story that we're not giving attention to and you think we should, Send us an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com, Logan at IdahoSports.com, um, because we love hearing from from the fans. And, you know, hey, why aren't you talking about this player or this team? Well, because we we didn't know about it. So, yeah, what are there, like 60 teams in District <laughs> 3? Like, we would love to know about it if you want to let us know, and we'll give you the platform. Like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like we have a good platform here for people to hear about it. We just don't know everything that goes on. And we'd love to promote whoever it is out there that's doing great. But sometimes those things don't get reported back or whatever it is. And so if you want to, and I would even plug for this, Brandon, if you're out there and you send out like, a, a, you know, game notes or whatever after the game, um, I because Brandon Brandon's in charge of all that, putting that in, making sure everything's up to date. But if you guys, you know, are, if you have an email that goes out after your games, include us on those emails. That, that would require no extra work and then we know about it before we even we don't even have to ask you're sending us your stuff every night or every other night whatever it is um just include us on whatever chain email text email whatever whatever it is after your games that gives final scores and stats then we've got that and then we can hit on that super easily yes i want to give a couple shout outs compass charter um does a fantastic job they're both their basketball coaches of sending us info uh greenleaf friends yeah uh, Greenleaf always, does a great job yeah during football season melba always sent me a recap with all the stats so that's the other thing too is you know we're going to talk about the teams that we have data on as well so that definitely helps out why has been sending us a lot of good stuff uh for for basketball season so yeah, and we'll we'll talk about a why he in in just a little bit, but we're going to start today at the at the smallest level, the one A D two level, and it's it's unfortunately not positive stuff we're going to be talking about here. The 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 communities of Cambridge, Midvale, and Indian Valley are grieving right now. It was uh, really a, a sad weekend. Uh, Tri Valley, of course, is the co-op between Midvale and Cambridge High Schools. They they co-op for all their sports. Tri Valley, their girls' basketball coach Jeff Springer, very unexpectedly passed away this past weekend, and so 
our our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers go out to everybody that's affected by this, not just the people that are currently at school or in those communities, but you know, Coach Springer had a lot of former players that have moved on to, to college that are hurting. So this is a widespread uh impact that we're feeling here, Logan. Yeah, I was I was reading some stuff online with it, just seeing some some comments from people around. And like you said, it's not just the, the kids that are there and the girls on that team right now. It's the ones that have gone on, right? That are that are gone, that are still uh, you know, impacted by their coach, right? Moving on into the into the next level. And and it stinks. Like there's no other way to put it. And that community has just it stinks for them. Like, right. They had another situation a couple of years ago with, with a car accident on new year's and it just, can somebody give them a break over there almost. And it's, it's just, it's just sad for them to have a situation like that. And, and I'd been to a couple of games where he was coaching. I just think uh, Paul and I went up to garden Valley uh, one night for a double header garden Valley against tri Valley. And, and you could tell, I mean, that was the powerhouse team, right? With with Josie Jones and Emma Holland, right? The dynamic duo, those two were uh, that went on to win a state title. And and you could just tell that that team loved their coach, not just respected him, not just wanted to play for him. They they loved him. They they he was a part of not just their basketball life, but their life. And it is tough to lose a coach like that. To lose somebody, you know, I think everybody has somebody like that in their life. That's not a parent, not an uncle, not an aunt, but somebody that that's an outside, whether it's a, a coach, a friend, a religious person, whoever it is in their life that means something. And that is, it's, it's just brutal. Um, and you know what? It's not fair sometimes. And it's just, it's just very sad for everybody um, in the Tri-Valley community. Yeah. We're, we're certainly, uh, grieving along with everybody, uh, over there. And so the, the timeline of events, again, this happened very unexpectedly because uh, Friday night, Tri Valley's girls basketball team actually played Rockland in a neutral site game at the college of Idaho in Caldwell. Rockland was coming over for the small school showcase, which we will talk about as well. Um, and they decided to pick up a one-off game with Tri Valley. So they played Friday night. Uh, Rockland won that game 54 to 25 and then Tri-Valley was supposed to play Cary on Saturday at the small school showcase in in girls basketball and that game got canceled the boys basketball team was supposed to play Saturday at Greenleaf Friends that game got canceled and that's where I first saw the news was from Greenleaf Friends they said basically hey today's boys basketball game has been canceled there was an emergency situation with uh one of the coaches from tri-valley and you know they're asking us to to pray for them and so that's when i first said oh I, you know this isn't a good situation so the girls and boys basketball games got canceled for for saturday the wrestling team ha- had already left they were in nissa uh competing um at the uh, calhoun classic in nissa and so the wrestling team Saturday morning, you know, had to huddle up and, and they had to have that hard conversation that, you know, Jeff Springer, uh, coach Springer had, had passed away. And I I can't even imagine trying to then go out and, and compete after hearing something like that, because even though it's a different sport, girls, basketball, wrestling, it's a small school and it's a very tight knit, you know, everybody knows everyone. Um, and, and despite that, they, they came through with a, a couple of champions, uh, Elias Walker wanted 220 pounds. Wyatt Mora was your champion at 170 pounds. Um, so despite the adversity, 
the Tri-Valley wrestling team competed really well on Saturday, you know, considering everything that was going on. So um, that was pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah, they had a couple, um, I think, a couple of other people that did great. I mean, I think you mentioned Elias Walker won, Wyatt Mora, Audrey Winkles. Like, they they had some some great placers. Rebecca Chandler, excuse me, in that as well for Tri-Valley. So they did well that next day um, or that, you know, at, at that tournament in NISA. So congrats to them, you know, to, to fight through it, right, um, to get through that. Um they also had some fourth place finishers, uh, JC Henry, Toby Walker, um, Mike Wagoner, and then Heath Fortin. So uh, a good showing by Tri-Valley, all things considered. And, and you know, um, you know, you, you would hope, you know, they have a game. I think their next, their first basketball game will be against Council, I believe, uh, this weekend. And, and I would hope that, I, I can only imagine the support that, that they'll get from that community for that game. You would think that they'll have a lot of people it probably will be an emotional game i can't imagine it not being and so um just just continued uh support to tri valley from us here at idaho sports certainly yeah paula tucker the athletic director girls basketball coach at council she'd been at salmon river prior to that so i mean she knew coach springer well and so yes in terms of a a landing spot because they had some games that they were supposed to play this week that they kind of wiped out and said you know we need some time uh, but in terms of a landing spot, you know, they're going to play December 17th against council. Um, and I think that's a, a, a pretty good place to try and resume. I mean, it's, it's going to be almost yeah. impossible, but to, to try and pick up the pieces and, and press on, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I knew coach Springer super well, you know, I did have the fortune of when I first came on at idahosports.com. This was even before I was a, a full-time employee, <laughs> uh, yeah, the very first uh, bas- state basketball tournament I covered for IdahoSports.com was uh, three years ago, the 1A D2 girls basketball tournament that Tri-Valley ended up winning. It was their uh, first basketball championship uh, in girls basketball. They had just won the volleyball mm-hmm. championship in the fall as well. And so uh, I talked to Coach Springer throughout that that tournament and – the, the big storyline with Tri-Valley was, hey, we just built this brand new gym and how cool would it be to to have, you know, our first a fresh gym. banner. <laughs> yeah, a fresh banner. Uh, literally, Coach Springer told me that they got in one practice in the new gym right before state started. That was his, uh, otherwise it was under construction all the way through. So we got one practice in and basically, hey, let's go win that championship and hang that banner up. And, and they went out and did that. You talked about, you know, Josie Jones and Emma Holland were the two guards. Um, they had, you know, Marin Hansen, Manon Tyler down low, some, some really tall imposing players as well. And so, uh, as I was talking to coach Springer, you know, about the tournament uh, on the record, of course, he was like, Oh, you know, Rockland is really good. Carrie had, you know, is, is fantastic off the record. Once we finished the, the, on the record part, he, he said, I think we've got a great chance and nobody's <laughs> nobody, nobody's nobody is even like considering us as a possibility and i think we're going to turn a lot of heads and and that's exactly what they did um and then the other funny part i remember asking him i said so are you gonna like are you gonna stay in because the tournament was at nampa high school and i said are you you gonna stay in nampa are you gonna stay in boise are you gonna make that trip every night because it's i mean it's not a long trip but it's long enough right yeah it's like an hour 15 ish minutes i don't know i it's 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 another 20 there they'll probably 
kill me for getting it wrong, but like, I don't know, another 20 to 30 minutes past Weezer ish. Um, I did a football game in Cambridge this year and I always forget you hit a dead zone there after you get to Weezer that uh, there's, there's a good gap of space there between the towns, but yeah, I mean, it looks like maybe hour, hour 15, maybe yeah, Napa to Midvale. Uh, but so I asked him, I said, are you going to stay in Napa? Are you going to, are you going to do the drive every night? He said, we're driving. He said, we're going back and forth every night. He goes, I got, I got cattle. I got to tend to in the morning. You know, he, <laughs> he was a rancher. And, and so he said, yeah, I got, I got to go get up in the morning and, and run the cattle. Um, so that's, that's hashtag one, a basketball problems, right? <laughs> Is that, um, where you got to get up and tend to your cattle before your state championship game? Yes. And I, I think that was probably a good release, you know, to, you know, cause you can get caught up in, Oh man, we're playing yeah. for the championship. Yeah, game. that's true. That's true. You don't have time to, when you're, you're literally running, running a ranch <laughs> as well as coaching right. basketball. So um, yeah. So again, uh, very tragic news that uh, Jeff Springer and, you know, he was, I think only in his mid fifties. So, I mean, this was unexpected gone way too soon. And we are certainly thinking of everybody in, in the Tri-Valley, you know, Cambridge, Midvale, Indian Valley. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with you and, and um, you know, good luck as you try to press on and, and, and move forward. Um, but IdahoSports.com is certainly with you every step of the way, thinking about you, thoughts, prayers. Um, so... Uh, let's, there's no good way to transition out of that, but there were some, some compelling basketball matchups. We, we talked about the small school showcase. The boys played at Mountain View high school. The girls played at Timberline before we get to that. Let's swing all the way up to five A because the, the big story everybody was talking about was this Nike Northwest invitational that was being hosted by North Idaho college up in Coeur d'Alene. Now, originally it was supposed to be four Idaho schools versus four Washington schools and like premier programs. Well, because of crappy weather, all the Washington teams had to bail out essentially except North central high from Spokane. So, you know what, Brandon, I felt that because I was planning to go over to that Panthers Seahawks game, but I did not, it was bad. Like it was bad. Like I think Snoqualmie got shut down yeah. at one point and, I feel them. I feel them, guys. Yeah. So, so originally, um, Lake City uh, was supposed to play Garfield High School, which is from Seattle, and they're typically a pretty strong program. Um, Hawaii was supposed to play Rainier Beach, which is like the premier high school program in Washington. I mean, just most recently, Palo Bancaro played for Rainier Beach. So yeah. that gives you an idea. And of course he played at Duke and, and now is in the NBA. Um, so, so that, that was going to be like, everybody was licking their chops, man. Hawaii Rainier Beach, like two premier Northwest programs going mm -hmm. at it. Well, that gets all wiped out, but I think we, we found a pretty good solution where then Hawaii and Lake city said, well, let's just play each other, <laughs> which yeah. we, we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Um, and then the game actually happened and Lake city wins by 20. And it was kind of an eye opener, I think, for a lot of people in the Treasure Valley that, okay, this Lake City team is pretty legit. Yeah. And, you know, last year, we were talking about this, Brandon, but last year, Lake City came down and a couple other teams from up north came down. And a couple of teams from Treasure Valley are going up north this year and doing like a mini, you know, tour of, of the Treasure Valley. And, Lake City played uh, Bishop Kelly, Meridian, and Eagle, I believe. 
And yeah. they ended up winning all three of those games. They were very close, very tight. Um, uh, no, no room for error in any, any of those games, really. And then they got to the state tournament, right? And then they they lose to Centennial, uh, a team that competed in the 5ASAC against all those teams. And it was, you know, I, I think a lot of people were shocked at that, but you could see that potentially being an issue based on how close those games were if you use that transitive property thing that I talk about here and there. But, uh, you know, you, you knew that the 5ASIC teams could compete with Lake City. So new year, uh, you know, fresh, clean slate. And uh, now it might be flipped because, my goodness, that Lake City, I mean, it, it wasn't close. It was a Lake City won that, they won that game. And you know what? You know, Blake Buchanan gets – so my nephew plays basketball for Ridgeline right across the border in Liberty Lake, Washington. And he said in summer ball they had to play Lake City. And, and my, my brother-in-law was texting me. He's like, whoa, um, do we have a chance? I said, no, you don't. Don't, like, don't feel bad. And my nephew, he's, he's the post, right? So he had to match up with Buchanan. And I'm like, man, I feel bad for you, buddy, because that's not going to go well. But then again, my brother-in-law said this, and we said this, that – it might be Colton Mitchell up there. And again, this is a Treasure Valley prep cast. So I guess we don't need to harp too much on them, but could Colton Mitchell possibly be one of the best players in the state and is getting a little bit overshadowed maybe by his teammate being so good as well. Um, you know, he's, he's got an offer to ISU, but like Brandon mentioned off air, they're, they're hoping that that ink dries quickly on there because I think other people are going to come calling for, for Colton Mitchell when the time comes. Yeah, so Blake Buchanan has committed to Virginia, I believe, yep. ACC program, and he's 6'10". But Colton Mitchell is the point guard, and he really, to, to me, is the the guy that makes Lake City go. He is already Lake City's career leader in, in points, total points scored, um, which Lake City opened in the 90s. So it's not like a long, extensive history, but there's been some good players to go through there. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then in the win over Hawaii, he scored 39 points and set the new school record for most points in a single game against Hawaii. So um, that that to me, you know, tells me that Lake City is a team that's focused on a mission after they got upset by Centennial in the opening round last year as the number one overall seed yep. at state. And so for Hawaii, I think they're still going to be just fine. I think this yeah. actually is a good thing for a Andy Harrington's storm. This is going to allow them to refocus and go. Okay, we need we we can't just show up and expect to win. We we have to put in the work. We have to continue to get better. Yeah. And and the big question for why he is, you know, who who's the leader of the team? Last year it was Jack Payne, right? He right. he was uh, the senior leader, uh, all SIC, all state, all everything Colorado State commit. Um, and, and this is still a young Hawaii team. We forget about that, <laughs> that despite all the yeah. talented players they have, they're still a young team. So who's going to emerge and take that leadership role as well at Hawaii? Yeah, and, and maybe that's going to take more time this season because Jack Payne had been there, right? He had played in a state tournament at Boise, and they beat Rigby in the first round and that what, two years ago. They had Lake City on the ropes. They were leading that game in the fourth quarter until Jack Payne fouled out, which I'm sure he's got some thoughts about that. Um, but he had been there, right? He had played in an environment he could step up and, and be that kind of guy for Hawaii. Who, new school, really not any seniors. I don't know, like, how many seniors do they have this year? I mean, off the top of my head, like, everybody that I'm thinking of is is young, right? Is a, a 
freshman or a sophomore. They had so many guys play as freshmen last year who could, you know, like you mentioned, Brandon, somebody's going to have to step into that leader role for a Whitey. And maybe, you know, it, it'll come. It's not like they're a bad team, obviously. Like they destroyed Rocky Mountain a few days ago, you know, last week. And then they beat Eagle pretty handily um, earlier on this week. So I, I think a Whitey, like you said, will be just fine and is still definitely the favorite. I think just think Lake City has probably taken it to the next level. And you know what? <laughs> There is a great opportunity for those two teams to meet back in March at the Idaho Center, which I think is a very real possibility. And that'll be a different Hawaii team then, right? They're going to go to that classic at Damien um, that week after Christmas and play some really good schools down there like they did last year. And they're, they're going to get their feet underneath them. It is always tough to play. I always You look at college basketball, right? They play Duke and Kansas, you know, Carolina and Kentucky will play each other. Um, the you know first week of the season right and that kind of it's a hard indication of what you're going to see in march at right. the college level and i would also argue at the you know here at the high school level it's the team hasn't come together fully you know like sure they've been playing club ball together and stuff like that but i think they'll get better as they go Definitely. So there's six seniors on, on Hawaii's team this year and, and three really that I look to in terms of, you know, emerging leadership, Preston Sherburn, who's kind of the lead guard out front, uh, Barrett Fernandez, who's another guard, and then Titus Bailey, who, uh, you know, played at Capitol to start his career and is now, uh, you know, a senior for Hawaii. So those are the three that I would look to. And, and then, of course, you know, their most acclaimed player is Liam Campbell, the the six five junior. Picked up a uh, an offer from USC last year after dazzling everybody at the the classic at Damien down in yeah. California. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think Hawaii is going to be just fine. And what we see now, you know, isn't indicative of what we'll see down the road. They did just win over Eagle last night, seventy six to sixty one. So yeah, they beat the Mustangs. Um, now that and game I didn't count. Real good. I just I think Eagles that second spot right, right in the conference and they you know they took care of business again last year that's a game of why he lost right the regular season went to like four overtimes or something like that um, right. and, and so you know that's a that's a good rebound right it would be you got beat you came back and you took care of business I think that's a good a good message and and you, you score a lot of points and you beat probably the next best team in your conference. Yes. Now this game didn't count in the conference standings. They will rematch January 17th in Eagle, and that will be the game that counts in the league standings. Their first league game comes next Wednesday, Logan. They will be at Meridian, and that's kind of the team that's right now we're thinking might be third in, in the SIC. Right. So yeah, that should be a fun one. Yes, that, that should be a fantastic matchup. And then they go down to Laverne, California for the, the Damien Classic after that so um and 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 they also go you know at the end of january to 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 montverde florida mont mont uh montverde academy is one of the premier basketball factories in america um so they're going to see some good competition down there in florida as well man that's you know we always see teams come up here sometimes and like like how laguna beach played homedale in football and um why he's doing that on the opposite end, right? They're the ones traveling, which is great for Idaho, right? If we can get Idaho teams going out of state. I mean, Emmett did it last year too in football. They went to California and laid a licking on whoever it was they played. Um, and it's great for Idaho to have, you know, how many of those kids in Florida have ever heard, 
heard of Idaho. Are your dad potato farmers? I'm sure that's what they'll get being down there in Florida. Like that's what people know about Idaho. And it'd be great to add a, you know, guess what? They play basketball too up there besides growing <laughs> potatoes. And they don't even grow potatoes in the treasure Valley. So um, like, right. It's like onions over here, right? I'm not a farmer, so that offends my <laughs> wife's farming family from Eastern <laughs> Idaho. But um, yeah, it was, it's great exposure for the entire state. Like, you don't have to be an Hawaii fan to appreciate them going down there. And I hope everybody is is an Hawaii fan that day in Florida. Yes, and I, I don't know if they're going to actually play Montverde uh, Academy, uh, but uh, I mean, look at this. Look look at some of the players that have played there recently. College basketball and NBA fans will recognize these names instantly. Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Joel Embiid. Um, they had Ben Simmons play there. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about some premier basketball players. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Lindor, the star shortstop for the New York Mets uh, baseball, but he he put, went there. So, yeah, this is this is major league stuff that that Hawaii's yeah. getting into. So it's good to to have Idaho on the radar, right? Yes. To, to have it there. Whoever it is that plays there, well, oh, I'm playing a team from Idaho, and they will now have this newfound respect for Idaho that not only helps with reputation but you hope with recruiting down the line right where oh i played this team from idaho they had some they had some guys on that team and you know ripple ripple effects right it, it, it can benefit everybody not just hawaii yes for sure all right so let's let's swing back all the way down to to the to the small school level let's talk about the small school showcase uh that took place we'll start with boys basketball this was at mountain view uh, from 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., Logan, there was basketball all day. I think 10 <laughs> games in all, um, pitting uh, the best 1A and 2A programs against each other. The The most notable story that came out of this was was Garden Valley. Uh, their boys uh, started started the day off. Uh, they played it. They tipped off at 8.30 in the morning. Garden Valley defeated North Star Charter. Uh, or excuse me, uh, Garden Valley defeated Riverstone. 66 to 51 and then Which, later oh go ahead oh well just well i mean we can hit up never mind you keep going i'll come back to that game okay uh and, and then camas county was supposed to come over and play north star charter but bad weather and of course where they're at in fairfield they're way up in the mountains so they could they couldn't come bad weather bad roads so uh tournament officials went to garden valley and said hey would you guys want to play a second game <laughs> and they said yeah sure no problem so they played uh, so they played at 8 30 in the morning and beat riverstone and then they turned around and played at 5 30 that night and and played north star charter and won that game 72 to 63 so the wolverines go 2 and 0 and they dropped 66 and 72 on the same day yeah that's that's pretty good and and it's not like, like that first game i think is an a, an impressive win that warrants celebration in of itself riverstone's a, a good team right they made a yeah. run to the state title a couple years ago they they won a tournament earlier in the season at dietrich um if i'm not mistaken it, dietrich's a good team right you know it, that's a good riverstone team and to defeat them that's a that's good for them right that's good for them to beat uh you know a, a d1 school and and take that on and we talked about you know who is it Right in that conference, there's there's Cascade, there's Council, and there's Garden Valley. And from what we saw, it's like Garden Valley might be better again, just like football, better than maybe people originally thought. 
Yes. Uh, Heather Kelly, the coach at Garden Valley, has done a tremendous job with this group of athletes. And it's 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 all the names we saw in football, right? Tacoma Kelly, Caden uh, yep. Zimmer, Trustin Brown, Gavin Kelly, Trayson Korn, Zade Thompson, Trevor Korn. Um, and they're all just, they, they any one of those players is capable of leading the team on any given night. That's what makes Garden Valley so tough is they, they're very balanced. So, yeah. yeah. And, and Tacoma Kelly, right? I mean, he comes from a, <laughs> the great Kelly bloodline, so you can only expect him to be a great player, <laughs> right? You know, with, with I mean, I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen him in the position that he was at last at quarterback. Right. I mean, you saw him when they played at Mullen and I saw him at, at horseshoe Bend. and man, that kid can dance in the backfield and he was running all up and down the field. And it just seems like garden Valley just has athletes. They can, you know, they lose some, they'll just plug some more in and they're always a factor. And this year, you know, they, they, look like they could make some noise. I know people are high on that Cascade team, but man, it'll be fun to see how Cascade and Garden Valley battle it out. And then as well as added council in the mix. Yes. Uh, Garden Valley has speed. Tacoma Kelly, speed, trust yep. in Brown, trust in Brown for a bigger guy. You know, he was a defensive end in football. He can really fly. <laughs> um, so they, yeah. So Garden Valley has got some pretty good speed. We're going to, we're going to find out Friday, December 16th, Logan. So in two days, Garden Valley hosts council. And that's kind of the first measuring stick here for the Wolverines because uh, council cascade garden Valley, I think are kind of the top three right now. Um, so, so we'll find out, you know, when they play council on Friday night, they get to host that game. Um, that'll be very intriguing. And that, and that's part of a girls boys doubleheader. And that girls right. game should be pretty interesting as well. So um, if you oh, go ahead. Well, just in both of those other teams, right. Council and, cascade they both played at the small school showcase um arguably probably played better teams than garden valley did but both come up with uh, um with losses in that um coming away from it now again i don't you know we'll have to see how the season shapes up for for a riverstone and for north star um, but a lot of people are high on victory charter a lot of people are high on richfield and that's who uh, council and cascade lost to this weekend yeah one last note on garden valley so north star charter is yeah. a two two a program so they're punching up two levels but north star charter is picked to be towards the back half of that two a wic but still that's an impressive win yeah let, let's talk about council and richfield because this was the game we had both kind of circled as like okay if you if you can only go to one game at the small school showcase four o'clock this is the one you want to go to because it's a, a d2 versus a d2 uh, two teams that could easily cross paths again at state. Um, Richfield is part of this district four, along with Camas County and Dietrich um, universally, almost every coach I've talked to says, yeah, all three of those teams are top 10 in the state for one AD two basketball. Well, only one of those teams gets to go to state I know, because it's, it's a, such a small district. Um, and so for, for Richfield to come out and get a win over council, uh, it was close 49 to 40. I think council can be encouraged by that. Yeah, and you know what? It's again, we mentioned it with Hawaii that there's going to be time, right? These games are great measuring sticks at the end of the day, um, because it only matters what you do in your district tournament. Which I, I, I have a yeah. Um, that's a story for another day. Like, <laughs> it only matters, like really, at the end of the day, it only matters what you do in your district tournament. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, and that that, that kind of stinks. Like you could come down to one game in the first round, and you have a hiccup. Somebody 
you know, stubs their toe and can't shoot the right way and boom, you're done. Um, again, story for another day, but I think council will be okay. Right. And they showed well, right. If you can compete with those teams from the magic Valley, um, then you can compete. And so I, it'll be fun to see how that translates. Right. You mentioned that's a big game, that garden Valley council game on Friday. Um, like, and like you said, on the boys and girls side, um, it will be a huge one, right? It's going to tell us a lot about what we're going to see um, later on and maybe give us some guidance about what really happened on Saturday. If, um, if Garden Valley just played teams that weren't as good or, you know, whatever it may be, we're going to find out when those two square off. But Council, um, if you take some positives away from a loss that it was to a good team in Richfield who made a state tournament two years ago, right? And then they even... They won one of their games. They they broke a record for, I think, three-pointers in a game, something like that. And they had tons of, you know, they were putting up three-pointers left and right. And so uh, it's a good Richfield squad. Definitely. Uh, and then, yeah, let's talk about Cascade. They they had to play Victory Charter. Um, Victory Charter wins 64 to 49. But this was, these these were the preseason favorites in, in the coaches' polls. Victory Charter for 1A D1 District 3. Cascade for 1-8-D-2 District 3. Victory wins 64-49. Both of these teams are very good. Yeah, and Victory Charter just, <laughs> they, they're they rolling right now. You yeah. know, like they they just, and I think, I personally think it says more about Victory Charter than Cascade right here. Cascade's a good team. And, you know, they made it to state last year as well. Um, made it a couple years ago. Made a run at state championship. And, and I think they'll be okay. Uh, it's just Victory Charter is I think they're another team that's probably mad, right? Last year they didn't they don't make it to state when they were they were a good squad and you know, again, district tournaments, right? That's what it comes down to. And and you don't perform in that, you don't go to the state tournament. Um, no matter how well you did in the regular season. So you know, for them it's you know, maybe a little bit of a revenge tour. I don't know. Um, but they they look really on point right now. Yeah, they're off to a four no start. Uh, they have uh, a non-conference game at Glens Ferry next Monday, the 19th. And this is the big one right before Christmas, Logan. Uh, Liberty Charter and Victory, Victory Charter have done this the past couple of years. They'll go play at Northwest Nazarene University in Napa, NNU, little neutral court mm-hmm. action. Um, and, and so Victory Charter, Liberty Charter, Thursday, December 22nd, right before the the winter break that is the only time those two teams will play this year it happened last year as well and and everybody in that league said boy that's a shame because those were kind of the two best teams and they played so early in this in the season that uh, they didn't get to see each other again and then they never got to play at districts of course because rimrock came through and and uh, snuck away with one of those bids um but i know you love to do this logan where you try to compare opponents. So Victory Charter played Dietrich at that holiday tournament that they won, that you uh, alluded to. They beat Dietrich 68 to 64. So, you know, a pretty tight yeah. win against a good Dietrich team. Liberty Charter played Dietrich at the small school showcase on Saturday and won 49 to 33. So, what do we, does that, what does that tell us about Liberty Charter and Victory Charter? Anything? Yeah, I mean, you look at it, you know, on paper, right? You say that was that was the surprising one to me in the tournament is when Dietrich. I was not expecting to see Dietrich lose by sixteen points, right? And only score thirty three. They're a great scoring team, 
I mean, Cody Power can score 33 points in a game, and and that's all they got. So I don't know. Like, I guess we'll find out. I mean, on paper, right, you would say that maybe that means Liberty Charter. You, you know, Liberty Charter, is their defense that great? Is Was Dietrich just way off? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's funny because last year in the small small that's a hard one to get out. Small school showcase. Dietrich was without like one, at least one player who was gone for a, a sibling's wedding. So, so, um, so I, I, I don't know, maybe somebody was gone or something, but um, wasn't expecting that. And maybe it does say more about Liberty Charter being a lot better maybe than we originally thought as well. Yeah. And, and Liberty is three and two. Uh, they have a, a four point loss to Murtaugh and a seven-point loss to Marcine, which is a 2A program, and a pretty decent 2A program. Marcine was playing at the small school showcase as well. They lost to Lighthouse Christian by 2, 38-36. That was probably the most entertaining game of the day in terms of you know close two-point win for Lighthouse Christian. Uh, Horseshoe Bend played uh, Rockland at the small school showcase. They lost 71-34. to Rockland, of course, the reigning... 182 state champs, so no shame there. Um, and then you had uh Hansen defeat Compass Charter in overtime 69-63. That was a pretty entertaining game. And then uh Wilder picked up a win over Shoshone 38-31. So congrats to Coach Lopez and Wilder. Yeah, and Wilder, we saw them there last year at the small school showcase, and, and they struggled. Um, it was it was a struggle for them. Um, so it's good to see them putting up points, right. And, and getting in there, getting a win. Um, they're a team that had was down last year. I mean, putting it bluntly um, and, and you don't like to see that and you hope that they get better. And, and it looks like maybe Wilder on that upward trajectory now. Yes. Uh, let's talk about girls basketball, the small school showcase. Uh, this took place at Timberline. This was the first one uh, where they said, you know, we should, we should have a, a showcase event for girls basketball as well. And I thought it went, incredibly well um among the highlights i think probably you know victory charter defeated hagerman 31 to 14 hagerman's a team that's you know kind of new to bar you know they they've had a jv only program for a couple years and now they're kind of getting back into varsity so that was a nice win for victory charter um and, and otherwise the teams from the treasure valley really struggled right uh Rockland is a is a powerhouse. They defeated Rimrock fifty to twenty four. That to me was pretty eye opening because Rimrock is a team that we expect is, is yeah. going to be at state for one eight D one, and they they lose to Rockland fifty to twenty four. That opened my eyes a little. Yeah, and as well Liberty Charter, right? They're a team yeah. that that seems to always be in the mix at the one eight D one level here in District three, and and Shoshone beat them by twenty two, and so. Um, you hope that that doesn't translate into state tournament, right? That, that, um, you know, it's early, it's early. Hopefully these girls get, get things going, get their feet underneath them, you know, and it is always different playing somebody that you're not accustomed to playing. I think that when you get into conference play, things are a little more familiar. Um, but yeah, I know North star charter fell to St. John Bosco from up in Mo or not Moscow, uh, Cottonwood, um, so really just a, a slow day for the treasure Valley at the girls, small, sh small school showcase. Yes. Uh, v victory charter, the only district three team to get a win 
there. Um, there was another tournament taking place uh, involving smaller schools, the annual Raleigh Lincoln tournament in Wilder. And we talked about this last week, Raleigh Lincoln, longtime PA announcer for Wilder uh, started keeping stats back in 1972. And so because of that, Wilder has very detailed records uh, going back. Um, he, he passed away, uh, you know, in the, the late 2000s you know right before you know 2010 um so they've they've had this memorial tournament for him every year while they're hosts it uh, the boys will host uh this weekend the girls had their tournament last weekend and, and it, it's always nice when the host school wins and that's what wilder yeah, did they, right. they played they played glenn's ferry in the championship on saturday and got a 10 point win 33 to 23 so congratulations to coach juan arias and uh wilder yeah so a good weekend for the Wilder Wildcats all around. Boys basketball gets the win at their sh- showcase. The girls win their tournament. Now the boys have a chance to to back it up and win their tournament this weekend. Yes, and uh, Greenleaf Friends, I thought, uh, played pretty well at this tournament as well. Um, they're, they're a girls team that you'll want to keep an eye on, certainly. Um, they're, they're what cost them is they lost to Glens Ferry 35, 24 on Friday, which denied them. They, they ended up playing for third place and, and won third place pretty easily. So, uh, Greenleaf is another team with Shea Olson and company that we're going to keep an eye on as well. All right. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's pretty close to a wrap, Logan. We, we covered a lot this week in terms of smaller schools, which we, uh, we like to do. There was, there was a lot of exciting stuff going on. And we want to start something new, right, this week. Um, we're going to do this new thing, right? It's just going to be the school of the week, right, across boys yes. and girls basketball. We're just going to hit on one. And so this is the initial one. So we'll kind of go back even a little bit further than a week, but we'll be pretty consistent with giving you that team of the week. Uh, but this week, or, you know, I'll say beginning of the season up till now, we're going to go Melba. Uh, Melba, and I do think that last week was a week to remember for Melba. So Melba had both the boys and the girls are on an absolute tear. Undefeated coming in. Both teams have beaten teams in classifications higher than them. Like, let's let's start with the girls' side, right? The girls have beaten Lapway, who I know is a 1A D1 school, but a very good 1A school. Beat them, and we talked about that. That's a big win. They go over to Eastern Idaho. They take care of business against Firth by 51 points. They take care of business against South Fremont, who's a 3A school. Uh, beat them on the road. or No, that no, that was at home. Sorry. They, they, the boys went to Eastern Idaho. The girls were home. They beat South Fremont by 12. And then what do they do on Friday? They beat Parma, a perennial 3A powerhouse. The boys' side, you look at them again. They, they went over to Eastern Idaho. Um they beat first on the road by 18. They beat South Fremont, a 3A school, by, by 50. Like that's not a that's not a little victory, right? Uh, and then on Saturday, or so last night, yeah, Tuesday night, they beat Cole Valley Christian, who is you know the, the you know kind of the one right there. We t- we talked about that last week about that battle in the conference. They win that game by 12, um, but they beat Homedale, who I really like at the 3A level to make noise not just in the conference but in the state and they beat them by 10 and so i think that melba deserves our first stamp team of the week this week um belong or school of the week right it's going to go to melba i think that their programs are just on fire right now and i mean i it's not a thought it's it's true like look at the schedule 
look what they've done. They've just been rolling through everybody. Uh, and so congrats. We'll, we'll go ahead. I, I don't know if you, if it's a congrats, like it's not really like a real prize or <laughs> worth anything coming out of my mouth, but um, team of school of the week, Melba Mustangs. Okay. And we'll see if they're a repeat winner this year for uh, Logan's so this. Yeah. This is something we'll do every week moving forward. Now school of the week, and this is across the board, you know, who, who really stood up and, and did well. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, another treasure Valley prep cast in the books. We went long, but uh, you know, we had some very important stuff to talk about at, at the top of the, the show. And so um, thank you everybody for tuning in to the treasure Valley prep cast. Enjoy the competition coming up this weekend. And for Logan green, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.